amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You are listening to the Success Life Live with Eric G. Reed. Living your life of success is possible, and this is where you will get a deep dive into the mindset, habits, and routines that will let you build your life of success, starting now. Good afternoon and welcome to this edition of Success Life Live. My name is Eric Reed and I am your host and your coach and hopefully your friend. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day to join me for this episode of Success Life Live. I'm going to talk to you about being present or how to avoid the perils of distraction. So if this is your first time joining us here on Success Life Live, thank you for joining. And if you're visiting again or become an avid follower, thank you so much. We gather here in order to help get our mindset right, to get the thinking on track, to learn those lessons that we need to learn in order to live our life at a higher level or what I like to think of, as to live our lives with success. And so as we move through today, I want you to just sort of pull out a notebook, pull out a pen and paper, and sit down and write these things down. Because if we don't become intentional about our growth, about our mindset, about the actions we take, we end up living other people's lives, other people's dreams. We end up forfeiting our life of success for others. And and you weren't put here for that. You have a divine and perfect purpose that is specific to you. And you need to own that and take control of it and to begin to dive into it fully this year. And to do that, you need to be fully present. So that's why I feel like this time of year, it's a really good time to talk about this thing about being present. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's begin today's episode of Success Life Live titled Being Present, or How to Avoid the Perils of Distractions. You know, in this time of year, as we wind down the the year and move into the new year, there's so much going on between holidays and and end-of-year planning and first-of-year planning and fourth quarter versus, you know, first quarter and wrapping up and unwrapping. And there's so much chaos and energy around us that we often feel ourselves being divided into 10 or 20 or 30, or sometimes it feels like a thousand shattered pieces. And ultimately, great time management is about two things. Dividing your time effectively among what's most important to you. And number two, being 100% focused on each thing you do. Now, so often I will see people with really beautiful day timers and they've got everything blocked out and color-coded and double-penciled in or whatever. And yet when they step into those moments, they are so distracted and so pulled apart and so unpresent that they bring no value and take nothing from that moment. So what I want to do is help you get present into the moment. Now, numerous studies have shown when people try to do two or more things simultaneously that 
wonderful thing called multitask, and we really don't really multitask. What we do is task switch in our head. They do none at full capacity. You can't do two things at 100%. You know, it's, I, I, one of those, you know, little things that rubs me wrong is when people say, I gave 110%. Well, if there was 10% more that you could have given, didn't you really only give 90% the first time you went at it? It's the same thing about multitasking. You can't give 100% to two things. You can give 50-50, but you can't give 100 and 100 Okay, so even worse, focusing on more than one thing decreases your productivity by about like 40%. So the studies say, and it's a Harvard Business Review that quotes it, so I'll be happy to follow along. And it lowers your IQ by like 10%. So not only are you doing things less effectively or less productively, but you're doing them less smarter. I guess is the thing, which contributes to that whole idea of not staying on task, not being focused. And then you toss in all of those other things that kind of pull us out of focus. You know, even if we could focus on two things, we still have our our, our emails beeping and our likes and our Twitters and all of those little instant notifications. And even for me, it's kind of funny because I have a smartwatch. So if I'm not looking at my phone, my watch is still sending me alerts and reminders and you know, interrupting that I get to the point during the day that I physically take off my watch and set it in the drawer. So even that doesn't pull me off task. And then you throw in all the environmental noise and pollution and chaos and confusion that will often cause us to get distracted. And we're not doing two things simultaneously. We're sometimes doing like 10 things consciously and another 20 or 30 things subconsciously. So because most of us have too many compelling things demanding our time and our attention between work and family and relationships and fitness and all of the things we're trying to do, it's critical that not only do we learn to manage the distractions, but we need to learn how to schedule ourselves to be 100% present on whatever it is we're doing in the moment. So how do we achieve that? Like, got it, Eric. Coach Eric, got it. I'm not present. I'm not giving my best. I'm actually only 40% in. I'm 10% stupider. Stupider? See? Goes to show. Um, I'm, not, I'm not performing well. So, so, so help me. I want to make 2019 the year that I show up fully present into the activities and the things that appear on my schedule. So first thing you got to do is pay attention to how you start your day. Implement a hard and fast rule that you can't use any electronics for the first 30 minutes after you wake up. I know, it's going to kill some of us, right? You'll survive, trust me. took me a while to detox myself, so to speak, from it. But after my alarm goes off, I turn my phone over, face down, and move on. So go ahead and, and implement this hard and fast rule that you can't use any electronics for the first 30 minutes after you wake up. Instead of checking your emails and your texts and seeing who did what on Facebook or what the latest Twitter feed was and all of that, start your day with, a, with, with just a moment of connecting to yourself. Take a big glass of water. Take some deep breaths. Focus in on you. Breathe in. Stretch. I call this connecting to me time. 
And I have to connect to me before I connect to others. When I start my day by connecting to others, they pull me out of my center. They pull me out of my goals and my dreams and my desires and my plans. But when I'm able to start and protect my morning, I set myself up for a whole different kind of day because I started focused on me. And so I start with the most basic part of me, my physical beingness. I have just spent eight hours in, in sort of a, 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 a coma when I sleep well. I need to wake up my body. I need to feed my body. I need to hydrate my body. Our brains function when they're well lubed with freshness. I need to release the energy that's been in my body stored up all night. And then step number two is set your schedule with clear boundaries so that the different facets of your life, your work, your home, your personal, your fitness, each have their own spot. The key is when you're working, you're 100% focused in that zone. And when you're home, you're 100% in that zone. So in my calendar, or in my schedule, there are time blocks, and some are color-coded if it's the online version, and if it's the paper version, and I keep both. I know, kind of old school, silly me. But they're time blocked based on this is for family, this is for business, this is for me or self, this is for fitness, and each area has it. And so when I go into my schedule, when I go into that three o'clock block, and I understand that three o'clock block is about nurturing my fitness, then I move into my, I sort of like to call it my fitness brain, that the only thing I'm focused on during that three o'clock block, block is fitness. And if my two o'clock block is for business, then I'm thinking of my business brain and my personal brain. You know, I, 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 I've gone through this pattern. And because I often work from home, and though my home has an office and I set it up and I try and make it my office, not the middle of the kitchen table or, you know, sitting on the couch in front of the kids, I try and keep work in that space called my office. It can sometimes be easy for me to drift into my office on a Friday when the kids want to watch a video together or on a Saturday afternoon when they're distracted playing Legos. But I have to remember that each area of my life is entitled to me fully and entitled to me being invested in it. And that just because it's fa it's there's nothing in the block doesn't mean that I can't commit to myself. Like, okay, this is a family time. I need X number of hours of family time a week. And this is one of those hours. And so I need to create something to occupy this family time hour. And I got to not steal from Peter to pay Paul. I can't go into work and then say, well, you know, the family's all busy and they're off doing something and I don't need to be a part of it. No, I need to be a part of it. I need to be present for that. And I need to stay engaged. And an example of that was when my son was really young and he would notice that I would tilt my arm to look at my watch because I could get a text message or an email. You know how it works. And I could see him shift as we were engaged in doing something and I would turn and look at my watch or I would reach for my phone just to see what the notification was about. I could see him physically change, as if he saw us separating, as if the tension, that jump rope tension between us had been loosed. And he got, you, you could just, you could, it, it became so, so painful in a way to watch him 
go from having a really high engagement, a real high energy, a real moment with me. And in that second, in that blink, in that spark, just looking at my watch, just looking at my phone, broke that magic, broke that moment. And I realized, ooh, I need to be careful here. I need to be present here. And I need to know that my actions, even the subtle actions, are being read at 10,000 degrees higher than what I thought they were. And the same goes for when we're meeting with our teams or our clients and our partners. When people make the effort to be physically present with you or even present by phone or whatever, you need to show up and be equally present with them because people can read it. And though you don't think anything about it, trust me, the impact you're having is huge. And that's why number three is so critical in creating those electronic free zones. These are the times of the day when you choose, when you close out your email, when you turn off your cell phone, when you're 100% focused on what's in front of you. When you say, look, you know what? I am in my technology-free zone. I've shut down, turned off, powered off, control all the deleted, whatever you want to call it. I need to get away from that. I, in the middle of my day, will often stop and just say, you know what? Shut it down. Shut it off, shut it down, get out of it. And I'll leave my phone on my desk, I'll turn off my laptop, and I'll go take a walk. Or I'll move into a space where I can just sit and breathe. Or I'll pull out something and, and pull out my pen and paper and write that way for 20 minutes as opposed to typing on the keyboard. There's something in our culture where we have become so connected. I mean, I have friends that sleep with the TV on. I'm thinking, how can you have all of that information, all of that energy, all of that stuff coming at you, even in your sleep? We get in a habit where we'll get in the car and before we turn the key, we've got the radio playing. And then we leave the radio and go to our phones and our Facebook feeds and our playlists and our Twitters. And then when we leave that, we move into the home and the TV's playing and that we're looking at two or three. I, I mean, I know, I know I've done it and I'm sure you're guilty of it too. That you'll be watching your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed or your LinkedIn or Snapchat and watching TV and being sitting next to your spouse trying to have a conversation. You know, sometimes you just need to unplug and re-engage, become fully present. And then number four is really taking advantage of the power of time blocking. If you told me I had to go the whole day without my phone... I would probably freak out. If you told me I couldn't open my laptop for the entire weekend, I'm sure we would be seeing each other somewhere at the local bar while I was losing my mind. But when I know that I've time-blocked or time-junked to do a certain activity in a distraction-free, fully present mode, I'm okay because I'm like, okay, I can do this for 30 minutes. I can do this for 60 minutes. Now, one of the funny things is you almost have to build up a, um, a temperance for it in the sense that, you know, trying to go an entire weekend without being in technology when you're the person who probably is on your Facebook feed, Twitter feed, computer feed, reading your email six hours a day isn't going to work. But if you learn to first say, you know what, for the next 15 minutes, I'm going in do not disturb mode. And you add and gradually add to it. When you begin to prioritize the people and things going on around you, 
then you're not as dependent on that piece of technology. So lock into your schedule chunks or blocks of time, two to three hours, where you're committed to working on bigger outcomes and priorities in your life. During these times, the people around you need to know you're not to be interrupted. You're not to be questioned and, you know, like on my office door, I have a do not disturb baby sleeping. It's kind of left over from a long time ago. But everybody knows that's like, okay. Now, respectfully, I don't leave it up all day long because that would just be rude and it would also be counterproductive. But when it's seen, people are like, mm, okay, he's in that zone. He's in that place. He's in that thinking place. We don't disturb them. And for me, because I've said that, and I've sort of gone offline, both physically and in technology, I focus in because I know I get to re-engage later. So I hit the do not disturb. Or if you're using your phone, put it in airplane mode. And then get in and focus on what you want to accomplish. Focus on where you want to go. Don't let the fear of missing a comment or a poke or a tweet or a like or a share pull you out of your dream. Understand that your email will be there in 20 minutes. Nothing is going to happen in the world that you, don't, that you absolutely need to know about. You know, I joke sometimes that people are like, well, I need to know something's happening. I'm like, you know, if something's going to happen, I mean, like if something really is going to happen, like a nuclear disaster and I'm supposed to be informed about it, what is it that I can really do? I mean, duck and cover under my desk? How effective is that going to be? Everything else, it probably can wait 30 minutes. Probably could wait two hours. If I was honest with myself, it probably could wait a day or two. And even on some of those things, it probably doesn't even need my attention. But because I don't have my priorities straight, because I don't know my goals and my vision and my mission, because I'm just sort of floating through the day sometimes, all of those little distractions become my priorities. And that's not how we want to live our life. You know, professional athletes don't stop and check their emails in the middle of a game. I mean, could you see it? Super Bowl, fourth quarter, pulls out his cell phone, check to see how many likes he got, how many people are, if he's trending or not. No, they're focused on winning the game. They're focused at playing life at the highest level possible. They're focused on peak performance during that activity. You need to do the same when it comes to your agenda, to your plan, to your goals, to your strategies of success. You can't expect all of these distractions and only being 50% present to create 100% of the life that you seek. So remember, there is no multitasking. And you need to begin to develop a mindfulness of being present, being in the now, as Eckhart Tolle says. And quit worrying about things that are outside of your control, that really don't have significance or input towards completing what you want to achieve in your life. So how are we going to do that? We're going to pay attention to how we start our day. My day starts with my paper journal, 
opening it up. There's a series of questions that I ask myself every day. I've set my intention and my energy for each of the time blocks that's occurring in my calendar, where I need to be at two o'clock, where I need to be at three o'clock, who I need to be engaged with at noon, what kind of energy do I want to bring into that situation? What are the results that I want to create during that time block? What is the outcome that I'm hoping to achieve? Or what is the feeling I want to leave that meeting with? So that when I look at my energy flow for the day, I know where I need to be at my peak performance and how I need to show up. I make sure that there's a balance on my schedule between my personal life and my, my fam, with, my, with my family and my spouse, with my, my physical self and my spiritual self, with my business and with my clients. I make sure all of those facets are represented. Now, I granted, it may not reflect every day, but it sure averages out pretty good during the week. And then I make sure that there are technology-free or electronic-free zones throughout my day where there's periods where I truly do totally disconnect from the technology, not just in the morning during meditation and prayer time, but throughout the day. I get in my car and I have... So here's another trick. So with my car, I can have it automatically start the radio upon ignition or I don't forget what the setting is, but basically the radio will come on when the car comes on. Or I can choose not to have the radio come on when the car comes on. Well, mine is set to no radio at start of car, whatever the button says. So that there are some times that I'll get in, start the car, head down the driveway, off to a meeting, off to pick up the kids from school, whatever it is, without any noise around me. No radio, no distractions. And I breathe into that silence. I get to daydream during that silence. I get to fantasize during that silence. I get to reflect and plan and set goals during that silence. Find time. And it's so important if you're a parent. In today's technology where kids walk around with iPads and smartphones glued to their palms before they can walk. Teach your kid how to live without technology. Show them the fun of creative play. Kick their butts outside and make them go explore in the woods. Whatever it is. But help them develop the habits of electronic free zones and then remember number four take advantage of the power of block time when you block time in your schedule commit to what's blocked into your schedule don't walk through it and sort of like eh, you know nobody's gonna no commit to it and keep it brief and keep it short 55 minutes pff, that's like my max so everything i schedule has to occur under 55 minutes so that I know that anything that I have to do that might even be rough, I can say, you know what, you can do this. It's just 55 minutes. I don't even tell myself it's an hour because, eh, sometimes I can lose focus when it's an hour. But when it's 55 minutes, I can do that. So make sure you're time blocking because you need to be present for the moments that are occurring in your life now. Projecting yourself into the future or back into the past isn't going to do anyone any good, including yourself. And so when you're able to become present, when you're able to become engaged, when you're able to connect in the now and avoid the distractions, then you begin to live your life at a higher level. Or as I like to say, you begin to live your life with success. And that's ultimately my goal for my coach, for my, my, my clients as a coach. And that's 
why I do this podcast is to help you connect with your higher purpose, to live engaged and joyful and peaceful in the present moment with those things that are before you in that moment. So I hope in this chaotic, crazy, your end, your start cycle, you, you take time to implement these four ideas. I'm going to give them to you one more time so you can't say you don't remember them, all right? Pay attention to how you start your day. Set your schedule to include all areas of your life. Create electronic free zones. And then take advantage of those time blocks. Really dig in and use them. All right? All right, we can do this. We can do this. We can build our life of success. Together, you and I will make it happen. And if you need a little extra kickstart or need a little more inspiration, you can always visit me on Facebook at Eric G. Reed every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. I do a very similar thing where we gather as a community and we talk about ideas and principles and thoughts and lessons that I'm teaching and learning so that we can begin to live together and to begin to live our life of success. So feel free to follow me over there on Facebook or check out the website at Eric G. Reed. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter so that weekly you can get a tip just like this in your e-box, or e-box, I just renamed it, didn't I? In your inbox through email, outlining some success tips for you. So until we get together next time, again, my name is Eric Reed. It's been my pleasure to be your host and to be a coach for you as you begin to build your life of success. Go out and live it. You are fully worthy of it, and it is yours to have. Bye-bye. Success Life with Eric G. Reed. Learn to live your life with success. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.